Today, we're going to be talking about uh, Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson. Apparently, the L.A. Innocence Project has um, some interest in the case. Uh, they want basically the courts to look at some new evidence that maybe potentially could clear Scott Peterson of the uh, double homicide that he's been convicted of. Uh, his wife and unborn son, um, Lacey and Connor Peterson. First and foremost, Hyman, let's ask you the, the question. What were your thoughts when you heard that, uh, first and foremost, that the uh, L.A. Innocence Project is looking into or, or helping out Scott Peterson? Did you think he was, did you know about the case? What are your thoughts? Where, where were you on this? Um, yeah, I, I read about it and I saw Doug Manage on it a while back. So I had to brush mm -hmm. up on it, you know, and then especially when, when I heard that the Innocence Project, or L.A. Innocence Project going to be, you know, trying to appeal um, and and put in some new, new I guess evidence, bring in some new evidence. Um, so I was like, wow, that's uh, that's a pretty big deal, you know. I mean, especially because he's been like incarcerated for over twenty years, I think. Uh, just about, it'll be twenty right? years in, um, in a couple of months. Yeah, twenty years. So I was like, wow, like if that's, I mean, can you imagine the the uproar on the people? Right. That you know, find them guilty from the get go. Yeah, if he ends up being innocent, you know, not only did he lose his family, but also you know, twenty plus years of his life. Uh, it it would be a, a tragedy on its own. Needless to say, I'm not sure we can we can go there yet. I don't know the evidence. In fact, I don't really know much of this case at all. Uh, I was actually commenting or texting with Jaime and Blue earlier about this case, and there was a point where he asked, I asked about, uh, or, or the topic of concrete anchors came up. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't even know anything about it, <laughs> so I'm I'm very fresh into it. Um, I know the minor details of it, so we're going to go through this with with y'all and go step by step. Today, we're going to talk about the uh, the beginning of the case. You know, the disappearance, we're going to listen to the 911 call and uh, kind of go through the uh, evidence that was there in the beginning. On uh, Wednesday, we're going to be covering the interrogation and we'll be listening and watching that. And then on Friday, we're going to go through some of the uh, phone calls between Scott Peterson and Amber, his uh, mistress that he had at the time. Big Blue, do you remember this case? Were you following it back in the time when this happened? No, I wasn't following it back in the time when it happened. I, mean, I remember the case because it was, you know, in the news, but I wasn't uh, a big news you know, follower back then. I wasn't into the into the now, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you. That's kind of the same thing with me. Um, in fact, well, I heard about the case after um, he was convicted and there was a bunch of talk that um, there was conspiracies there when it came to this case. There was a burglary that occurred across the street. There was apparently a, I think it was a couple at the time that was out there that had kidnapped some women that were pregnant and trying to take their babies. And, and you know, all these things were kind of coming in at the same time. Uh, a lot of attention was at Scott Peterson, the, the boyfriend or husband, I'm sorry. And father to be father, soon father to be. So without further ado, let's kind of break it down. Let's get into it. So it was, hold on, let me share this real quick. So this is Scott and Lacey Peterson. 
Um, you know, f- uh, funny fact. So I was talking uh, and she didn't want me to say this, but I'm going to say it. I was talking to the wife earlier today. Right. Now, I don't know anything about the Scott Peterson case at all. Right. And well, I do now because I kind of put all the information together. But this morning I didn't. And I was looking at this guy's picture and I was like, you know, this guy uh, or my wife was looking at uh, the picture of the uh, the thumbnail. And she's like, that guy kind of looks like like what who, who did she say? Uh, ben Affleck. And I was like, I don't I don't see Ben Affleck here. And it was one of his thinner pictures, you know, when he was in court and, and whatnot. So I was like, you know, to me. I don't know. I think he looks like Dean Kane. Remember the guy that used to play Superman? So, yeah. Yeah, he does. He also looks like our old uh, security guard from, from high school, Mario. <laughs> he kind of does. Right. And, uh, a little bit, a little bit different color hair, but yeah. And so I was like, the guy looks like Dean Kane. And she's like, nah, it's, it's, um, it's, um, what was I saying? Um, what did I say? Ben Affleck. It's Ben Affleck, right? And I was like, you know, we'll put a poll on. We'll, we'll see who he looks like more and what people think. And and then my wife goes, wasn't there a movie that, that you know, they made a movie about um, Scott Peterson? I was like, I don't know. I, I, have no, I don't know anything about it. So she looks it up, and sure enough, guess who plays um, Scott Peterson in a Lifetime movie of, uh, of this case? Benny. Dean King. Dean Kane. Benny? Oh, I thought I was like Ben. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Okay, sorry, my bad. Lifetime, right? You said. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dean Kane comes out on a lot of like uh, yeah those type of lifetime type movies nowadays, and so uh, she just started laughing hysterically because it was him. I had no idea what was going on, and then she's like, "Look, he, this is who played that person." I was like, "Well, I guess we don't have to do a poll no more." <laughs> but yeah, I thought he looked like Dean Kane. And Superman, as soon as I saw him, and then, um, yeah, so this is him. Uh, this is Lacey Peterson, his wife. Uh, this is when they got married. I mean, you know, first first appearances, do you guys think that this guy looks like somebody that could, you know, harm his wife and an unborn child? I mean, not from the appearance, but, man... You know, behind those smiles, sometimes people have horrible, um, you know, inten- uh, intentions, you know. Just like Bundy had a great smile, but he did a lot of bad things. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, some people get, yeah, you're exactly right. Some people get smitten by uh, appearances and think that because somebody appears attractive or whatnot, that they couldn't have mm-hmm. committed a, a heinous crime. And that's not all true all the time right and so yeah since it just looks like a heavy married couple nothing wrong with the picture to me yeah yes yeah she has a beautiful smile too yeah yeah she does she was um she was born Lacey denise rocha she was born in uh, modesto california in 1975 and she passed away there at age 27 her parents denise robert rocha and sharon ruth Anderson uh, split up when she was just a, a year old and she lived with her mother along with eventually her stepfather, Ron uh, Grantsky. And now that's theirs. That's his, her parents, right? Yes. Yeah. These, this parents. is the roaches. Yep. 
And so um, these are her parents. And in fact, so what ended up happening was on December 23rd, 2002 was the last time that anybody saw or heard of Lacey Peterson outside of Scott alive. Right. Apparently she had called her sister that night earlier in that day. She went to a, a, a salon where her half sister worked and the next day they were planning on meeting up for a Christmas Eve uh, dinner. Right. And apparently Scott Peterson was supposed to, or he had been telling people that he was going to go golfing that day, but it was a little bit cold. So he decided according to his story that he was going to take his boat out and go fishing. Uh, all of us here, all three of us here have had boats and we like to fish. Um, does that sound like something, you know, a random day, just kind of go out there and want to go fishing? Um, not, yeah, not I, I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, man, if it's too cold, if he thought it was too cold for golf, you know, I think being in the water would be a lot more, like not being on the lake would be a little bit more colder because of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, Especially when it gets super windy. I mean, when you're going on the boat, that mm -hmm. the water splashes on you, and then you get all the, the mist just from the water, from the air. And then depending on what kind of boat you have, it, it has you going everywhere. It's, it's, it's miserable when it's windy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it was windy or not, um, but there were people that saw him out there, and he was out there in the in the bay, and there were other people that went, people that went out there. You know, Modesta, Modesta, California, on average, the low is like in the wintertime, like 55 and the high is like 68. So it's relatively like not cold. You know what I mean? Uh, for our standards or for most people in the United States, um, that Modesta, California area is that one place where it's like 70 degrees all year round. Like the summers don't get that get that hot and the winters don't get that cold. You know, it's a uh, it's a nice weather place. Um, my uh, one of my one of my brothers was stationed near there in, in California when he was in the military. And so I'm not familiar with the area. I haven't been there, but I've heard about it extensively. Um, so being that, you know, 55 degree weather, that's not too cold to go out there and, and fish. I think that the lowest record low was like 32, something like that, like barely freezing. Um, if it was about 55 degrees, no wind, would that be a day that you would consider going out on the lake or the bay? I think so. I mean, if I, if that was the average there, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, long as it's not a windy day. I still go fishing when it's cold, don't get me wrong. But on a windy day on a boat, it's miserable, man. You, you, you're yeah. spinning everywhere, depending on what kind of boat you have. You have to exactly. have the anchor, and then you have to anchor bags because if not, you're just going right into where, whichever how, way the direction. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how far Modesto is from Monterey. I assume they were close. My 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 brother was in Monterey. And so um given the fact that the weather was that way in the summer or in the winter, I assumed it was the same thing as Monterey. Uh, but it could be hot in the summer. I don't know. But if it was 50 degrees in the wintertime, that doesn't sound very cold to me. No, not at all. You know, and that's, you know, that would be a day that I would consider. You know, there were people out there that witnessed him out there that saw him getting in and out of the marina. I'm not sure if there was any of those witnesses were on boats. But if there were other individuals that were taking their boats in and out of the water, um, that would lead you to believe that other people were also on the on the bay, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think a couple of the witnesses were on the dock. I think they had just barely came back in or either coming back in or going out since it was an mm-hmm. earlier in the, in the day. Right. So we can assume then that he, he wasn't like the only person. It was like it wasn't like a crazy thing then. Right. Like like, for instance, um, if somebody were to say, man, you know, the the bay was real bad. He was the only person going in there. That would be pretty suspicious. Right. Yeah, especially, well, I mean, from what I heard was that it was the water, it wasn't still, it was like, you know, kind of choppy, but I guess it just depends on what kind of boat you had. He had a small aluminum boat. I think it was like 14 feet boat, 14 foot boat, small motor. Like it wasn't big at all. So like that boat in choppy weather would not, yeah, that wouldn't be a good thing to be out there um, I have trouble just here in the lake when it's you know windy with my twenty foot bass boat. You know, yeah. yeah. I had a twenty foot aluminum flat bottom, uh, and with a seventy five Yamaha, so I had a bigger motor than he had in his. And uh, when it got windy, it was horrible, man. It would get choppy. The water would just yep. splash you everywhere, mm-hmm. and just like. It sometimes took me 20 minutes just to be able to get the dang thing on the trailer because the wind would just blow me off to the side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's why I, I, me and my dad wanted to buy it. He wanted to buy an aluminum boat, but I, I refused to let him buy one. <laughs> I was like, nah, we got to get a bass <laughs> boat, something fiberglass, something heavy. So we yeah. ended up getting that 21 footer with the, the big engine. But still, like I said, when it's windy and the waves are coming, they're, they're being choppy. I mean, it's a it's it's a pain in the ass to to maneuver and to drive back and everything like that. So I could just imagine if it was a choppy and an aluminum boat, a small aluminum boat like that. Yeah, no, for sure. And this is a picture of the boat or a boat similar to his. I don't. I think this was a reenactment to how the boat was going to be in those type of water conditions. And um, so this is basically what he would have been driving that day uh, or, or boating that day. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys got a point. I mean, if it is choppy in one of these things, it is going to move around a lot. That's going to be an uncomfortable ride. Uh, apparently, he didn't have bait or anything with him either, so yeah. I don't know what he's going to be fishing with. I I believe I don't know if this is um I believe um he had like maintenance to the boat. I believe. Yeah, and I think he took it. Supposedly, he took it out to try it out. Which well, it was a far, far it was brand new to him, right? Yeah, boy, yeah. Yeah, he just bought it like a month earlier. Mm. But that was that was his story. Apparently, that he had some maintenance done to it, 
and he wants to try it out. So he wanted to run it. Hmm. So he his story is that he got breakfast that morning, and at 9.30 he decides, or early that morning, he decides he doesn't want to go golfing. He wants to go fishing in the bay. So he takes goes and gets his boat, takes off around 9.30, all right? Comes um, comes back roughly around 5 p.m. His wife's not there. His dog is in the backyard with the leash on. And he decides to wash his clothes and order a pizza. Then, then eat said pizza before calling uh, anybody. And the first person that he calls isn't 911, isn't the, isn't the authorities. It's um, his in-laws, Lacey's parents. Does that does that throw any red flags to you guys? Maybe maybe not the call and the pizza. Um, I think the washing the clothes is kind of a red flag for me. Uh, but I think at that point, I think if it was me, I would be thinking, oh, she just probably went somewhere, and you know, she's probably not answering or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I couldn't get, like, if I wouldn't be able to get a hold of her, and then I called her parents, and then I would probably go the authorities. Well, I, I I haven't been able to find it, but supposedly he did call nine one one after after the stepdad called nine one one. But I I don't know how true that is. I think that that's one of the uh, um, things that I guess didn't come up in trial before. That maybe perhaps is going to be coming up in trial this time. That he did, in fact, also call uh, uh, authorities to report her missing uh, that evening. So <clears throat> let's um. So he ends up coming home. Like I said, he calls his in-laws. In-laws are the ones that end up calling uh, uh, the police. So let's um. Uh, one second. Let's pull that up real quick. So this is gonna be the nine one one call. Ah, I gotta turn up the sound. So dad's calling, not the boyfriend. Uh, does that throw a red flag to you guys that even after he, you know, all right, he calls his in-laws to see if his, if his daughter is there or his wife is there, right? I can understand that phone call. You know, she's not answering. Maybe she went with mom. Let me call mom, see if she knows where she's at. Why isn't he the one calling 911 after that phone call that he finds out she's not there? I don't know, man. What's more suspicious is where did where did the stepdad get the information about him going golfing? Was that his initial mm-hmm. story to him instead of the fishing? And he changed uh, it to fishing. That's, that's up, no, not so much that. But up until you know, leading up to that week, um, he had been telling everybody he was going to go golfing. He had even told, um, I believe it was Lacey's sister. 
that he had gotten her a gift and it was hidden at the uh, at the golf course at the club there and that he was going to go pick it up on that specific day while he was golfing. So he just completely changes everything. I mean, when you add that, that there was something there that he was going to pick up. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why he was going golfing that day. Does that throw another red flag to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, the inconsistencies yeah, of his story. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. So far. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's continue to hear this. What is that? Like, I guess I can't remember. What's your cell phone number, sir, in case you get disconnected? It's, um, um, uh, 404. Uh-huh. Uh, So he said he got a call from his son-in-law that he went to go play golf. You you guys heard that right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm not familiar with it. I'll ask you this, Jaime. Did um was that ever clarified if if that's what he had actually indeed told Lacey's uh, stepdad, or was that something that he had told her told him leading up to that day? Yeah. Well, he called them right to ask for her, and mm-hmm. he told them that he was. What I'm thinking is that he kind of overlooked the fact that he maybe he said that he was supposed to go play golf, but he instead of went fishing, uh, right. that's what I want to say. I'm not sure that's the, what happened. Right. But, um, I'm guessing, I think the, the fact that the stepdaughter is missing, I think it will be a little bit more important at the time. So maybe he kind of overlooked that. But mm-hmm. if he, he did say that he went golfing instead of saying, oh, I went fishing. And that's a big, a big, big red flag, you know? Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, changing what you did. And and the, the other thing is, too, like, you know, and the big question is because, the you know, both the bodies of, of Lacey and, and Connor ended up showing up pretty close to that marina. Um, the question is, like, why, why say you were there if that's where you dumped the bodies? Yeah. You Somebody know. saw him. That's probably why. That's what I'm thinking too. He had no choice. So, all right, let's continue this 911 tape. A couple minutes more. I'm going to back it up a little bit. What time did she leave the house and then come back? That we don't know. We just got a call from our son in law that he left this morning at 9 30 to play golf. He uh-huh. got home uh-huh. about a half hour ago. Uh-huh. Nowhere around. Okay, so she went to walk the dog way. Walked it in that park, uh, 
Now, um, somebody found that dog and put it and then recognized where that dog came from and put it in their backyard. Is that not correct? Yeah, well, the neighbor saw the dog in front of her house and, you know, without the with the with the leash still attached to it. So she put the dog in the backyard and closed the gate. Hmm. OK. And, and that that person. Oh, that lady, um, I can't remember, remember her name, but I know she specifically said that it was like 10, 18. In the morning. Oh, so it was, when, when, yeah. When she saw, when she saw the dog and put it back there. So about 45 minutes after, um, after Scott Peterson left to, to the Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now. We don't know what time she had left. Also, there was some reports that uh, her 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 curtains were closed. Uh, the curtains to the house were closed, and that was uncommon as well from the neighbors. Uh, I don't know if you'd heard that. Did you hear that? Yeah, the, there's certain things that um, well, there's certain things that could come out later on that we're going to get to probably in the next uh, podcast. So that's the second part to this. But yeah. there were several things that were kind of odd for 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 her you know like the curtains and stuff like that yeah 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 yeah. all right so dog did go did get was found out there and then it was returned by a neighbor so we cleared that up let's let's continue there's only a few seconds maybe half a minute left Okay, and her her husband's name was? Scott. Scott 
Peterson? Do you know what he's wearing? No, he just called me from the house. I have no idea. He's walking, uh, he's going over there looking for him. Not in the house. Okay. What's the her home phone number there? Uh, her house number? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh... Okay, we'll have to there to get available. Uh, let me give you the cell phone. You might have a cell phone with him. Okay. Did did he say he might have her cell phone with him or his cell phone? I believe his. Okay, I can. It was a little bit staticky for me. I thought so. I just wanted to double check. Okay, I'm going off that Hello. All right. So they end up sending an officer out there, and the officer ends up talking with um, Scott Peterson, but. From what I understand is the logs indicate that after 10 minutes that that officer arrived, that he was requesting homicide detectives. Does does that tell you that this guy's gotten, I mean, how, how do you, how do you get to homicide detective from what we know so far within 10 minutes? Yeah. Instead of saying missing persons or a detective, uh, she went right away to homicide, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a big that's the big leap. Right. Now he's the according to to what we uh what I was been able to find was that he he his demeanor was suspicious. Mm -hmm. There were the, the house was clean, smelled like bleach, and um apparently his like I said, his demeanor was he wasn't acting like somebody who his wife was missing. You know. I think the bleach stuff maybe is, some, you know, it's it's a cause for concern, right? It's a red flag. But how somebody acts when they are um, dealt with trauma like that or, mm -hmm. or loss, you know, everybody acts differently. Now, obviously, if he committed this crime and uh, that he was convicted of, um, you know, his actions may be because he did commit that crime. But there has been other cases where where people have, not acted the way you would assume they would. In fact, there was a uh, a case that I uh, I was just watching on Netflix the other day. Um, it was like the real life Gone Girl, where this girl gets kidnapped. Um, boyfriend was tied up with the zip ties, and um, they had a uh, blacked out goggles. She went missing for a few days. Um, they end up starting to suspect that she um, had found out that that guy was messing around or, or was talking with his ex, who they all worked with. They all worked together. And long story short, police started thinking that she'd committed the crime herself to try to frame this guy like the movie Gone Girl. Um, she ends up being found and um, um, goes home and, and real suspicious stuff. Cops don't believe him. And a couple of, uh, I think, like 10 weeks later. And, and also, let me rephrase the kidnappers had emailed um, the lawyers as well and the families a bunch of crap that they were the kidnappers and this, that and a third. And the cops were like, no, nah, this is fake, this is fake. And come to find out those kidnap well, it was one kidnapper, like the kidnapper comes back and tries to do it in one other place and gets busted. And they end up finding evidence that links back to to that girl. And it, it's an, it's insane. Yeah, I was uh we're watching it there when I was over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, weekend, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, man. I, I ended up finishing it and it was it was pretty weird, man. Have you seen it, Blue? No, I've only seen the 
think the one that I think Ben Affleck's in the other one, right? <laughs> ben Affleck. It's it's Dean Kane. I just kidding. Oh, no, he's talking about the the Gone Girl one. No, I know, yeah, yeah but um, but I think the one you were watching is American Nightmare or something like that, right? Yeah, American so. Nightmare. Yes, well, I think that's what's called. Yeah, it was actually a true story, and um, it's just insane. American Nightmare on Netflix, one hundred percent. Well, anyway, let's just get back to 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 this. Um, this is where they lived, and you know what? Let me pull up. Let me pull up some maps real quick. All right, so. This is the Peterson home right here. And she was supposed to have gone um, to the park where a witness did see a pregnant female with a dog. Is that not correct? They, they saw her with the dog? Yeah, they saw someone with that, you know, with her description at that yeah. at that park with a dog. And this was also after 930 on the December on December 24th, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was one guy, and I'm gonna see if I can find it. I had it earlier. Um, there was one guy who uh, I guess it was in trial. He says that he contacted the detective and told him the following day on the 25th that he had seen somebody matching her on the 24th, and they really didn't even ever you know follow up with him. They kind of let that go. I think, um, yeah, and I think that's part of the the whole thing coming up now um, that they kind of neglected to follow up on a couple of witnesses that apparently witnessed her at the park with the dog after yeah, it's not- uh, nine, uh, 10, 18 or whatever. Right. And, and this is the park. This is where the entrance is, is East La Loma Park. Yeah, but it, it, it's kind of like a green belt between these houses. And this trail goes all the way back here where um, it would have easy access to the Peterson house. Now, the theory is that, uh, or what, it's not the theory, what uh, uh, Scott Peterson was convicted of doing was, uh, it was said that he had created concrete blocks um, at his warehouse. And when he dumped their bodies, uh, that's what he had used, and this is where the warehouse is. Yeah, that it, apparently he did. Supposedly had four or five um, eight-pound cement blocks made from. I guess he used a bucket to make. Yeah, them. and um, and oh, go ahead. They couldn't. Apparently, they don't. They don't. They couldn't find the rest of them, but they they did find one that he apparently made for his little boat as an anchor. And in a piece of, um, uh, what was it? Not, not wrapper. Um, I guess the wrapper of the, the concrete, the, uh, what is it called? You know what I'm talking about? With the, the, the packaging of the, of the concrete, the, the bag. The bag. The, the bag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bag. Didn't a piece of the bag wash up too? Uh, I'm, not really sh- I'm not really sure. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm not really sure. Um, I know mm-hmm. he had said that they asked him what he did with the rest of the, the concrete and he said that he had a right next to his driver there was like a muddy part so he just threw all the 
the rest of the concrete on there. And that's hmm. what he said he did with the rest of the the sack of concrete. Now they they never found any concrete blocks or anchors in the bay. Is that correct? No. Um, what they think is that those blocks were used to tie down the body, but with the movement of the water, the waves, and all that, that it kind of like the whatever you used to tie down the body or the body parts kind of ripped through and cut through, mm. and that's how they ended up finding the torso only. So they, they think yeah, that they yeah. used like f- at least five, five anchors, you know, legs, arms, and then the neck to tie Got them down. Got but you. they never found them. They haven't found. They still haven't found them, right? No. Yeah, because the autopsy said that that she that she was it was just a torso, like you said, no head, no limbs, and but that the uh, they didn't think that that the amputations were done by by somebody by a person you know that's that's the word they use so it does make sense now that you mentioned that that if if they were tied if she was tied down in the water and you know bloated up as most bodies will do in water and you know the that's going to want to rise to the surface you know like you mentioned the waves and how choppy it is that rope that friction of a decomposing body um, I think that that makes a lot of sense there. Um, so, but there's, there's there's some weirdness to it though, because this is where he he uh, he went right. This is the Berkeley Marina. Now the bodies were found sometime later. I think it was like what five months later, in April, and the first one that was found was um, Connor's body. Oh no, I guess I didn't mark it. Um, when was it? Uh, right here. So Connor's body was found near the jetty. Right. And let me mark this real quick. I thought I, I thought I marked it. And so um, not too far away. And uh, his body was not as decomposed. Right, so they're assuming that he was still inside of, of Lacey's body for a majority of the time. Right, Big Blue. Do, I mean, you're the medical guy here. Does that sound Does that sound right? Where if if a fetus dies inside of, of the womb, does that preserve the fetus? Mm. <clears throat> and the extent it does for a little bit, but I mean, like anything. Everything starts to decompose, man. And then everything starts bloating. I mean, I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, look at the case that just happened here in town. The Soto case. Uh, she was passed away with the baby inside her. Mm-hmm. And the viewing was her and the baby. So, mm. but I don't know with that amount of time what can happen to it. Right. Well, here, here's the other thing. The there was plastic found around the baby's neck, and apparently Lacey's um, cervix hadn't was still closed. How do how do we get the baby out of the body then? 
Yeah, maybe somebody cut it out. You know, that, that, that's the that's the weird part about it. And there's also been report that there was a laceration to the baby's ear. Could have been, I mean, not there in the water. You're going to find a lot of fishing line. Fishing line can cut right through. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that I, are... I cut my finger almost completely all the way. Like You could see the meat with fishing line before, so. That's true. That is true. You can't. That, those things are true. Um, and and the plastic. I mean, this is the Bay Area uh, out, out here. I'm sure people go out there and throw trash into the Bay. Uh, I've been to the Bay out here in Texas. Never, you know, you'll see some trash out there every now and then. You know, I, I don't see it impossible. Maybe something plastic getting wrapped around. But do you think that was- that information could help Scott Peterson? I don't think it helped because it doesn't say if he did it or not. It just says that somebody might have tampered with the baby. Her, you know, before uh, she was dumped in the water. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, do you think that that plastic the, around it? Yeah. What do you think? The plastic, the laceration to the ear, the cervix closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, body isn't is is well pre- I want to say well preserved, but a lot less decomposed than the mother's torso. What are I, your thoughts? I, I think that's a big it's gonna be a big part, but I think also the the rest of the things that they're trying to bring up that was neglected by the you know by the state that they 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 didn't want to bring up also might be a bigger problem you know or bigger mm-hmm. um, evidence to put in. And yeah, I think everything should be questioned on that too, on that part, you know, especially like for them not to follow up with some of these witnesses seeing Lacey or a person that looked like Lacey with the same description at the park. That should have been the big red flag that they weren't doing what they could, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, the other thing about this case is that law enforcement we're pretty open about where Scott Peterson was the day that his wife disappeared. And that brought up the possibility that maybe perhaps, you know, somebody could have dumped the bodies there to incriminate him, knowing that that's where he was at. Um, this is one of the reasons why, like, for instance, uh, in the Brian Koberger case, where in initially they said that the, uh, the time was at three o'clock. And, and in fact, it was at four, you know, this is the reason why some of these tactics are done where information isn't as accurate as it could be uh, because they don't want somebody or somebody who could have committed the crime fabricate something to implicate somebody else. If that makes sense. So, yeah. So the, they come out and they say that this is where he was at. Don't you think that, that alone kind of negates the fact that the bodies were found in the in the area where he was last seen. Also, so like, I mean, you can't like, how can you use the fact that the bodies were found the last place he was seen when you told the world the last place he was seen? Like anybody could have gone out there. Like if if somebody would have committed this crime, right? 
and let's just claim say that it was somebody else and they go and dump the body somewhere let's just say in, in in some field somewhere right and then they see this you know high profile case on, on on the media and they find out that scott peterson was fishing in this bay how hard would it be to go dump the body in the bay and they you know go pick it up from wherever you dumped it and move it to the bay and that way all attention is in that location I see what you mean, but I don't know if that would be something that they would do if they if they were trying to pin it on him. You know, I think if the body wasn't found for those all those days, you know, or how much? How long was it since she went missing? She was it found was like what four months, I think. Like because she went or... missing. Yeah, yeah, she went missing the twenty fourth of December, and I think she was found in April. Yeah, I think. I think it would have been it would have been a different de- decomposition. I think at that point, you know, if it was laying on land as it was on water, and I believe yeah. everything that showed that that it was so decomposed because of the water issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, but- I think they were going to the point where, like, you know, they're not. They don't think there was anywhere else but in the water. Right. No, and I agree that it could have been in the water. But I mean, if you're going off of like four months, right, let's let's, mm-hmm. let's kind of look at this. And, you know, if, if I committed this crime and I go and dump the body, I don't know. Um, let's see, because it was pretty far away. Uh, they were about 90 miles away, somewhere out here in the wilderness in, in Caswell Memorial Park. And then I find out that, oh, boy, it was over here. When was it that that was broadcasted? Wasn't it that like common knowledge by the next day that that's where he was at yeah um he produced a a boat permit i think mm-hmm. yeah because like when you go to a marina um and you don't have tags on your boat you can you can request for it has a little machine there you can pay like 12 bucks or something like that it depends um to get a boat permit and what you do with that boat permit you put it on on the dash so whenever the game warden or whatever goes up there and says they don't have they don't give you a ticket because you have a permit. So yeah, that so. had the time that had the time and everything on there. But I believe the time was like 10 something. I'm not really sure. So I think, oh, it did, might have been a little bit later than that. Hmm. So this is the permit. It's a two-day fishing license. Oh, this is actually the fishing license that he obtained on the 20th in which Peterson filed in the dates 23rd and 24th for his spur-of-the-moment decision. What do you think about that? That he's claiming that this was a spare-of-the-moment decision, but he had gotten a a fishing permit for those specific days Yeah, a couple of days earlier. Does, it, does that jive with what he's saying? Does that story change to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely it does. Uh, I mean, if anything, he should have just got the year-round one. It wouldn't have been so suspicious, you know, <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And the fact that it's these specific days earlier in the week on a spur of the moment type of thing. Uh, that's crazy. And and this also says that two weeks prior to, to this. So, you know, on, you know, probably the, was that the six? He was researching the water currents in San Francisco Bay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I, I don't know. I don't know about everyone else, but I I, I kind of do that too. <laughs> I I check what the the level is at when I go fishing. You know, the the temperature of the water and all that stuff. But uh, I, I guess the bay is a lot different. You know, they got currents, and you know, on the lake you kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, you still got to kind of have to look at it, especially yeah. if you're in a bass boat, because you know, any kind of wave will, will cause some damage. I, I just so do. You, the fact that he got this on those days that works probably that looks worse for him or better because he could have said that, hey, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I'd been researching the the water currents. I wasn't sure if I was going to want to go golfing that day or go fishing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I chose that day. But then again, it kind of kind of, you know, goes against everything else that he was telling everybody around him mm-hmm. you know, that he had a, that he had a gift at the at the country club that he had. Yeah, you've been planning on going golfing. I mean, this That's is a big red flag yeah. to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, especially yeah, the, yeah. The, the fact that apparently it was last minute um, change of plans. And no, oh, no, but he already had a, a fishing um, two day permit on the 20th. Yeah, yeah, that sounds weird. I mean, I can, I can understand the, the water current thing, you know, mm-hmm. like the search of that. I can understand that if he was an avid fisherman. Yeah, but yeah, for him to say that it was show. a spur of the moment thing is not a work. Yeah, it's crazy because just like he just bought the boat, you don't get a two day permit when you buy the boat, you buy the year, man. The first when you buy it, it's like I'm gonna use this bad boy, <laughs> you know, like that's way, way off. And then I don't see any like pictures of him. Like maybe there is, but like all his fishing gear that he would have had or any of that stuff. Anybody knows? Well, apparently this boat was a surprise to a lot of people that he had purchased it. He claims that Lacey knew about it, mm-hmm. but you know, there's no way of knowing for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he did, he did have a lot of fishing stuff, though. I mean, I know he had a tackle box full of fishing stuff. Um, he also produced a receipt, I believe, about. With uh, fishing lures and stuff like that, that apparently he forgot in his truck. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Interesting. I, I I I have to see the evidence, see what he had at the house, see how much of a fisherman he was, because that's pretty small boat for a bay. If you're really gonna go fish the bay, you normally will buy a bigger boat. Right. Those are more right. like river boats, man. Or, or small lakes. Yeah, no, you're right. So, and I kind of go back. He, Scott Peterson, during this time, during the time that they're looking for his wife, it comes out that he's having an affair with Amber Fry. And let me pull up her image as well. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, for some reason, it's not letting me open them. There's, there's a comment here that says, um, if it was a physical year, he can understand purchasing a two day license, right? But it was, I believe, it was in De- it was in December, right? For us in here in Texas, it's August, right? The last, around the, the last month of the of the fishing, right? Yeah, August to August, unless you pay ten dollars extra, and then they make it year Compressed. to year from whichever month you buy it. Yeah, they, and you know what they do here, like in Texas, or. What they do is they, they plan. Well, here in at least in my town, 
they at my lake they they plan the ticket kit fishing the day after august like the the following month yeah so like everybody has to renew their license to take their kids fishing those smart <laughs> bastards <That's... laughs> that is I, pretty I, smart I, man i was gonna i was gonna take my kids fishing and i'm like holy crap i was to the take a kid fishing and i was like oh let's go and we had it right and i'm like hmm i don't have a license let me go get one yeah. You see, like a line of just people with their kids is waiting to to buy licenses. <laughs> At least here, here in San Antonio, when they do that, when it's free fishing for the day, like at the park, like you don't need the license, but any other day, yeah, you do. yeah, that's hmm. right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Give me a second. I'm having some issues with my computer for some reason. It's starting to act up. Yeah. I've been having issues with it for a minute. So um, Amber Fry is the um, is the person that that he's having an affair with. How long was he having the affair with her for? Like when did he meet her? Do you know? I'm not sure on the the how long, but I know they they at least met up like four or five times from what I heard. I know there was more um, con- uh, communication through phone than anything. Yeah, and I also know that it was one of the times that he met up with her was like for a Christmas, like rendezvous kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I got it to work. I realized I knew what I was doing wrong. I was pressing a button on my keyboard at the same time. So this is her, um, Amber Fry, and she was a uh, massage therapist. Is that correct? And they had met. He had basically told her. And we're going to listen to these tapes, uh, you know, not next time, time after that. Uh, he apparently had told her that he had lost his wife prior to her going missing and that this was going to be the first time that, um, you know, they're going to have holidays together. And that ended up being one of the biggest key pieces of evidence against mm-hmm. Scott Peterson. However, he had another affair earlier in, in, in um, I don't know if it's his marriage or in his relationship with, with Lacey where he also had told that person he had lost his significant other. So it wasn't the first time he used this line. The Knowing that, that he's used that line before, and obviously you know, nobody passed away that time, and do you think that it's just a line he's used that's worked and that he's just going back to, or do you think that uh, maybe he's talking about um, – some things that are going to happen in the near future. Um, I personally think that it's a line that he used before trying to get like sympathy points from the that mm-hmm. certain person and kind of puts them in that position where they feel sorry for him. So they kind of like tend to, you know, leave their, put their guard down. Right. Yeah. What, what do you think? Blue? Yeah. Same thing, man. I think it was uh, a line that he probably used more than once. And unfortunately, you know, it does work sometimes in his case because, you know, it's the second person he had used it on. Yeah. And that picture didn't look like somebody you just met in November. You know what I mean? That was like a Christmas party picture. So that's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she came forward saying that they had just met. And, and she found out about the relationship because of the media and she came forward to to talk to police when she found out that the Scott that she was dating was the same Scott that was whose wife was missing. 
And she was working in, you know, with cop, she was cooperating with police and, you know, basically recorded their conversations. And we have, a, it's, it's like 10 hours of conversations, I think. It's pretty long. It's extensive. We're going to go through some of the highlights and stuff. We're not going to go through all 10 hours of it, uh, but we're going to go through some of the bigger pieces of that uh, audio. 10 right? hours is it's like a marathon. Right. Everybody <laughs> want a marathon, a drunk turkey marathon? <laughs> we can do that, but uh, <laughs> members only, so everybody has to everybody has to pay for that one. <laughs> I'm gonna if I'm gonna go on for ten hours, it's definitely gonna be members only. <laughs> All right, I gotta get going, guys. Y'all peace out. See you later, Big Blue. Take so, care, guys. Later, later, there. So once the bodies are found, right, and uh, there's a uh, an arrest warrant uh, for Scott Peterson, and he ends up getting found. And this is what he looks like. And this is, well, next to him also is a, a picture of uh, the body, the torso they found. So oh, Sorry, I thought, it was on, I thought it was on mute, man, my bad. <laughs> nah, you're fine, you're fine. So what, what do you think here, um, Jaime? The, he's found, he apparently has uh, dyed his hair, obviously. He's also found with a large amount of money, guns, um, mm -hmm. and in clothing and, and different IDs, including his brothers. And the theory is, or the, the what's been out there is that he was heading towards Mexico. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Um, and I mean, obviously, his lawyers have said that he was going to play golf, right? Yeah. Again. <laughs> Um, because at that time he was no longer living in Modesto, right? He was living at, I can't remember where he was living, but he had moved because of all the, you know, all the reporters being outside his house and whatnot. Right. And, um, so he started staying somewhere else and his, I believe it was, I'm not really sure who, uh, who he was going to go play golf with, but I know he was going out there and he noticed that a couple of cars were following him and he, mm -hmm. uh, he, that apparently he thought that. That was the media that they were just trying to follow him around. Hence him changing his hair color and, you know, his beard and, and everything like that. Hmm. So but he's it, claiming... it, 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 Yeah, it ended up being the, the police. Uh, okay. So he was claiming that he was, he changed everything to stop the media. Yeah. I mean, he, I... said, he said he, he would change everything to kind of like get away from them. Right. But on the way over there to the golf place, um, he noticed the cars follow him. He called his buddy, or I'm not really sure who it was, uh, that was already waiting for him at the golf course. He said, yeah. "Hey, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be able to make it, man. There's people following me, and I don't want to bring that kind of, you know, publicity to you." So he ended yeah. up just driving off, like taking off. Yeah. But that's just that's the story they're going with. What about the money? Apparently. Hey. Apparently he took that money. Yeah. Apparently he took that money out on accident and he was going to return it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what they said that he accidentally uh, withdrew that. Withdrew. Money. Now I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure you can't withdraw that from an ATM. You, you kind of yeah. have to walk into a bank, fill out a deposit slip, sign mm -hmm. said deposit slip, give your ID, receive the money and walk out. Yeah. There's a big process to that. Yeah, it's not like you added. Oh, I was like, I'm gonna take out a hundred bucks, and then you add a zero on the on the right on the ATM. Right, like, I'm yeah. overdrafting already <laughs> at a hundred. You know, this don't, this don't look good. This don't look good. But 
devil's advocate, right? Devil's advocate. If he, if he is, you know, let's just say innocent, but he sees the writing on the wall, you know, wife found, they've been looking at him the entire time. The world thinks he committed this crime. Like, even if he was innocent, do you think that, you know, in a moment of panic, a person might flee in that type of situation, even though they may not have committed the crime, but they, they see the writing on the wall where, you know, it's probably going to, they're the fall, man, if they are in fact innocent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, at that time, like every news station was not talking about him. I mean, the possibility of being innocent, you know, yeah. um, everybody was just, you know, I mean, obviously when someone goes missing, it's always, you know, they always look at the significant other, the husband or the wife, right? Yeah. Um, but in this case, it was just like, man, like they were throwing everything at him to make him look the worst, which everything he'd done so far didn't help neither. You know what I mean? From the mistress to the like, changing Take- his hair color and all that stuff, taking money out, even using his, I think he had a, I think he has brother's ID and his. Yeah. So apparently he said that he was using it because he could get a discount at the golf course with that ID. <laughs> Uh, you know, that'd be sad if he if he actually was the reason. But the fifteen thousand, you can't you can't get that by accident. What about the clothes? Was he? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what was that about? You know, there, there there's a, there's a lot more to it than than meets the eye. But uh, also, also, you're talking about the hair color and everything like that. And there mm-hmm. was reports and there was pictures of him talking to police way before they got he got arrested to police with the hair color already changed. So it's not like he, you know, he was hiding that. You know, he didn't do it like the same day he took off. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they... also, like, like even also with the bleach, like that was a hear kind of hearsay. Like everybody was saying that, um, that it smelled like bleach in the home, and you know, lawyers, his his lawyers questioned a lot of people, and they said, you know, that they didn't smell anything like bleach. So. Hmm. Well, they didn't find any blood, any tissue, any, no. any sign of, of, uh, of, of something occurring at the house. Is that correct? Yeah. So what they're thinking, their theory is that he probably um, suffocated her mm-hmm. or like, no, suffocated or, or strangled her, uh, strangulation. So that why, that's why there's no you know, blood or you know, that kind of DNA. Mm-hmm. At either at his home or at the warehouse or on the boat or truck. Well, the only piece of DNA that they found on the boat was uh, one strand of hair that they believe belonged to Lacey. Isn't that correct? Yeah, they found it on a yellow pair of pliers. You know, those pliers. Right. Man, mm-hmm. I've, I've found my wife's hair in the most randomest of places, man. Oh, man. You know? I know. <laughs> like, I, will, I mean, I take showers and. I'm finding hair in my butt. Shit. So, <laughs> and they're not mine. So, yeah. like, wait a minute. Where was Big Blue? That's good. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sold on one single strand of hair on his boat. You know, where he could have transferred that himself, even if Lacey had never been on the boat. You know, as long as you know, if he put on a, if she washed any of his clothes at any time, or just hugged him. You know, before he left that day, there's a good opportunity or a chance that hair would, you know, 
cling on to his clothing and then could be transferred off. You know, I think that that's pretty circumstantial. Now, yeah, I agree. You know, the innocence, and it's not, it's not the, it's not the, uh, the actual innocence project that everybody thinks. Um, it's the LA yeah. Innocence Project, which is, um, I believe, it's something different, right? It, it, it's not the same, um, but they think that there's some evidence that points in a different direction. So Scott Peterson was arrested. He was charged. He was convicted. He went to death row. He ended up uh, appealing that and winning the, uh, a brief battle where he got off of death row and now is in life without parole because I believe one of the jurors or the jurors that they selected, um, they didn't, they, they went for all pro uh, death penalty jurors. I think that's what it was. Some laugh, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to the jury pool, like that was a whole nother story, man. Like there were so many, you know, things happening. Um, I think I think at least two, yeah, two jurors got uh, dismissed mm-hmm. for reasons that um, kind of makes you think, it's like, well, I would that's not big of a big enough of a reason, you know? But um, I think there's some ifs and and but in that one too like it's just a whole different story when it comes down to jury to the jury to the jurors i mean they made that it kind of felt like like i swear like i kind of felt like these jury um the jurors actually felt kind of in a like celebrity status i guess you can see say right you know like everybody was trying to talk to them and everything like that and for them to I mean, of course, everybody has their the right to their own opinion, but for them to state it out there, like what they actually thought, and for them to bring in two new jurors that thought the same way they were, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just it, it it put me in the position. Well, it made me think like, whoa, that's that's not that's not right, you know. They shouldn't have been doing that. Right. Yeah, there was a lot in this case that I think that 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 causes some concern. You know, first and foremost, like I said, they went into that house. They had a pre- predetermined uh, conception that this guy killed his wife. They 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 called homicide detectives within 10 minutes based on his demeanor. They didn't look into the fact that there was a possibility that she did get abducted or went missing or was kidnapped. And there was apparently some sightings of her, several of them, you know, so, some of her in the, at the dog park walking a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another one was her or pregnant lady being forced into a van. Right. And the other aspect of this, now that, you know, the L.A. Defense, their Innocence Project is looking at is that there was a burglary right across the street. And the theory has and was and still is, is that maybe perhaps um, Lacey walked in on the burglary and the burglars kidnapped her. Um, took her life and then disposed the body uh, in that location after they found out that um, that's where Scott Peterson was. Right. Yeah. So that's been the theory. Uh, These are the spots where people said that they had spotted her that morning walking the dog. Is that correct? That's you sent me this image. Is that correct? Yeah. um, This is like witnesses that saw someone, with the description of Lacey walking the dog, 
uh, which is probably the these are the witnesses that apparently were neglected by the by law enforcement to to hmm. follow up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's 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 right. They they didn't follow up on any of them, mm-hmm. or on very few of them. Now, yeah. what are these numbers? Are these the numbers of people that had in in order? Of when they saw them, or is the age of the person that saw the the victims? I, I believe they have a, a the transcript that says um, their, their that it has like their name re- redacted and something like that, and it says mm. that it has a number right next to them. So I think this is that's what the that's what it is. They wrote down all their names and the, the number. That's what, instead of writing all their name on on those little stamps, I think mm. it's just a number. Got you. And I understand. I mean, we have number 61 up here, 60. I mean, I don't see fifties or there's 50 right there, but I don't see like 55 or 40 something. So I'm not sure where those numbers are, but yeah, that does make sense. I think probably because of like directions of what the, they were saying that like, oh, we were standing here. We saw their, her that way or, and then they, that's probably a number of, or like a, what's it called? Like, exhibit or is called evidence yeah. yeah 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 and let me pull this up real quick so apparently what was the day the 25th maybe the 26th oh man i put the wrong one we're all close on our face i know i was like damn i can see myself <laughs> internally almost <laughs> i can see what you're thinking on it yeah. um <laughs> So this this brown or orange van shows up less than a mile away, burnt with a mattress in the back with red and brown stains that have presumptively tested positive for human blood. And it was never looked into. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, I think it was the following day, I believe. Yeah, it was the 25th that this was found. And let me um, pull this up where it's at. So yeah, this is like a mile and a half, right? Or something like that, or two miles away. It, it was found in this alleyway right here. And it was, let's find out. I mean, this is her house right there. Uh, let's measure this out. Measuring stick. All right, put it at Peterson house. Yeah, 1.8 miles, 0.08 miles away. So just a little bit over a mile away, the way the crow flies. Yeah. So not too far from that area. In an alleyway on fire. This man. Now, the Innocence Project wants to go in there, or the LA Innocence Project wants to go in there and test the DNA off of the mattress and test it to Lacey Peterson's DNA to see if there's a match. If it comes out that that's a match, do you think that the wrong guy has been in prison this whole time? Um, I guess it just depends. You know, there's also the, like you said, the, the fact that some. Uh, the, the neighbor saw uh, the burglary at the across the street on five six was it five sixteen the Medinas. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what kind of van she said they had. Um, if it was this color, then then that could be a big a big breakthrough. But if it was a different color, then they would have, you know, it would still be in the same aspect because like he could have easily just rented or stolen or something you know right he could have still been the guy that was in that van it doesn't exclude him from the van yeah but also um 
the police came out and said that that burglary happened on the 26th. But which, you know, but who told him that that burglary happened on the 26th? Uh, apparently, that's what they came up with. I know the neighbor said that she specifically remembers happening at the 24th. The the burglars were found. They were they were arrested. They're the and ones they, that say that it was the 26th. Yeah. And the witness uh, across the street or the neighbor saw that van, a van or the Medina's being robbed, right? Yeah. The 24th. And apparently what happened is that they came out with the statement that it was the 26th because of the, when they got arrested, they told them it was the 26th and they went with that. But there was already news cameras on the 26th already at, at um, Peterson's house. And it's true. most of the people that like the reporters were there said that they've been there since like three, four in the morning and they have they never saw a van across the street because that's where they will park. Hmm. Which that's interesting. That's a great, you know that's a great uh yeah, that's a good good observation that if this happened on the 26th, why didn't the why didn't the you know let's pull this up so we can show them how close in proximity this is. So this is the Peterson home. Right, right here, and this is the break-in house. So let's put us on the street. Peterson home, house that got broken into. And the 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 Medina's had just barely left for the vacation that same the same morning, like maybe like twenty minutes before it actually got broken into. That makes sense, you know, because most of these. You know, burglars go around the Christmas season because a lot of people are either out of town or they have a lot of gifts under the trees. I mean, even here in my town, you know, they they tell us don't throw away the boxes of TVs that you bought straight in the trash. Cut them up because a lot of people, you know, they look in the trash. It's like, oh, this guy has a big old TV screen. Let's go get it. You know, they'll Mm -hmm. break in. So it makes it makes sense it would happen the twenty fourth or twenty fifth. I don't know if it will happen the twenty sixth because of the fact that reporters were already there and none of the reporters said that a van or they wouldn't. I don't even think the burgers would go out there if they knew reporters were in front of the. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But then again, Brian Laundry got past some reporters. They didn't see him either, and and they were watching his house. Yeah, you know what I mean. That is true. <laughs> so um, the thing is, too, though, there's no alleyway. Like, uh, how are they getting onto this property? This is a house in the middle of the block. You know, um, they'd have to jump a fence or two to get to get into their backyard. Um, where 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 are they breaking in at? You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. There wasn't a, a mention of how they got into the house. Well, at least I haven't seen the report of the Medina's actually, or the police report from that specific burglary. Now, supposedly, I don't know how true this is, but I was doing my research that one of these burglars told somebody else, another while he was in prison, that yeah. they were the ones that were burglarizing on the 24th, and that mm-hmm. a pregnant lady came up to them, stopped them, and that they kidnapped her and then took her life. 
And then dump dump the bodies in the bay where the husband was. Yeah, apparently it wasn't a. I'm not sure if it was the vis- visitation or over the phone. Like, yeah, I'm not really sure which the one brother, it was, right? But yeah, something like that. And that the brother like told him to shut up, not, like to talk because that stuff's gonna be recorded or something like that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, you're right. It was a call f- to the brother, and he basically confessed to committing this crime. So you have this guy that there's the theory that he was there the 24th. We know that cameras were out there the 26th. It already become like major news, right? And we know that that they were in a van. There's witnesses that say that a, a pregnant lady was forced into a van. A van is found burnt up less than a, about a mile away from where this is at with a mattress in the back. Now, the neighbors called 911 right away and the the van was you know put out it wasn't on fire for for too too long so um i know that you know majority or much of the the dna evidence is probably destroyed in that van but i don't it didn't look like the entire thing was destroyed why not i mean do you think that there i think they should be able to test it i I think that should be uh, i i don't see why they should fight that yeah, no, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to get that evidence from the state so they can compare it towards uh, with um, Lacey's DNA. Right. I mean, I don't think, I don't see what it what it could hurt. You know, the only thing about you know doing these new motions and bringing up this whole deal is it's just going to be more heartache for both of the families. You know, they've already gone through so much. No, I understand that, but if there's but something the else that happened, mm-hmm. yeah. it needs to be you know, out there. And, and if it comes back that it's not Lacey's, I would hope that law enforcement would do an IGG type of thing and, and try to trace who this person is through their through their um, you know their their DNA and ancestry and and try to piece if this person is a missing person, if this person was found deceased somewhere, you know. I think that that there's answers that somebody's looking for inside of that van, whether it's the Petersons or or the Rochas or or or, or some other family that we have mm-hmm. no idea about. Yeah, there's an answer in that van. And I just don't understand why more work hasn't been done to it. I mean, why is that van burning with blood in it in the middle of an alley? And it was stolen too, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't think they had the owner, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's just, it should have been tested. It should have continued to be tested. And, and, and answers need to be found. You know, because at the end of the day, if you take, if you take Lacey Peterson's case out of it, if you find a van like that in that situation on fire with blood in the back of it, it sure does appear to me that somebody's trying to hide the fact that there's blood back there. And depending on the amount of blood that there is, and given the fact that they're trying to hide it, it tells me that something pretty nefarious happened. Whether whether it was, yeah. you know, somebody's life being taken or somebody forcibly do, forced to do something against their will. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter how close it was to the family home. If people are saying that the van was out there stealing stuff or burglars were there and there's blood, apparently blood in, on this mattress, it doesn't matter if it was a mile away or 20 miles away. It should be, you know, considered 
part of the the case at least until they get a a DNA sample out of it and make yeah. sure that it's not not part it's not um, Lacey's blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I mean, it doesn't even have to be Lacey's if it's somebody else's. You know, those are some answers that somebody's looking for. I mean, it's just it's. I, I don't understand why that wasn't looked into. But to me, if it ends up coming back as Lacey's, Lacey's blood, you have the reports, you have this guy on phone confessing, basically. I mean, I think you really got to look into that. You really got to look into it. I think yeah. that should have been an avenue that was looked into a little bit further. I mean, do you think that these two burglars are going to tell the police and be honest? Oh, we were there the 24th. You know, the day that she went missing? Nah, I don't know, man. I mean, you're talking about a burglary where you get like maybe three or four years of that? Uh, I mean, if or it's just burglary, burglary without without yeah. hurting anybody? Yeah, yeah. If it's burglary. your first offense, you're probably getting mm-hmm. probation. So let's say this wasn't his first offense. Let's say it's the second one. And you get, what, three or four years maybe? Maybe? Um, it's a felony. Yeah. I mean, it depends also on your lawyer, but yeah, so, uh, so they're going conf- to They're going to go in for three years, and then they're going to confess to a to a kidnapping and trade it in for maybe life. You know what I mean? Right. It kind of makes yeah, more yeah. sense. Right, and, and and also like you know, I know that somebody asked like, why would burglar is you know take a pregnant woman if you know trade in a couple of years for another? It's like, well, why are they burglarizing? Let's try to figure that out. It's usually because, you know, somebody needs money to pay for a habit. I mean, that's like 90% of the reason why burglaries happen. It's, you know, something like 10% you'll have your, you know, your kids out there trying to steal stuff, and you know, like stereos and stuff like that. But majority of the time, burglars are trying to pay for a habit, one yeah. form or another. And mm-hmm. if these guys were... Were career cr- criminals, uh, they may have had a habit, and if they were being, on that habit, you you never know what could happen. Yeah, especially being Christmas, knowing that there's a lot of people buying stuff, gifts, mm-hmm. and a lot of people being on vacation, not being home. I mean, that's what happened to uh, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Left all alone. I mean, this. Yeah, don't believe movies. Remember. Don't believe movies, but <laughs> those burglars attacked that neighborhood because it was Christmas time and there was a lot of people out on vacation. So, you know, that's the, that's the truth to that movie. The yeah. rest of it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know that. about the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, there's some there's some question marks, right? Um, there was witnesses that, that weren't looked into apparently during trial. And we're going to go through this during trial. Uh, there was a lot of evidence that wasn't handed over to the defense team. You know, there was a lot of objections because they didn't get those type of information. And, you know, I don't think he ever actually did confess to Amber that he did something in those tapes. Um, No, no, I know he... I know he said he lost his wife December 6th, the same the same month. Yeah. But he didn't specifically say how. Right. So yeah. that's that's a, that's a I guess he I guess he gave him some some leeway, I guess you would say. Yeah. 
Because you also said that they, well, people lose a lot of things in different ways. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. So, you know, after after hearing, you know, the LA Innocence Project is on this. And again, they're I don't believe they're even affiliated with the Innocence Project. I think it's some sort of like spin-off, right? Yeah. Um, you know, given what they're fighting for, do you see a a case? I see I see what they're doing. They're they're, they're trying to bring stuff up that you know, the law enforcement's uh, neglected, you know, like the witnesses, the van, um, mm-hmm. even even the, to, I think, Lacey's uh, watch that was pawned a couple of months later. Oh, yeah. But by, by, by someone, uh, there's there's plenty of things that, you know, that, that they could bring up and make a case out of it. I can understand that, you know. Yeah. Because you do, yeah. we, I mean, obviously, everybody wants the right person to be in there. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he's innocent. I'm just saying that, you know, they need to go through all these avenues to make sure that that's the case. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, man. You know, this guy uh, goes out fishing when he's told everybody he's gone, you know, going golfing. Uh, he comes back to a missing wife, doesn't call 911 right away, you know, orders a pizza, washes his clothes. You know, eats a pizza once it gets there. And then and then at that point he contacts his in-laws, who they in turn contact the police. You know, apparently his demeanor has been cool, calm, collective the entire time. Not one that most people would, I guess, assume the normal behavior for somebody missing a wife. You know, um I'm I'm not sure what that normal behavior is supposed to be, but that's where they're at. And then, you know, he ends up having an affair. Those the, that affair comes out, and there are tapes that, um, you know, he talked about his wife and not being around, and that this was going to be the first Christmas without his wife. A couple of weeks later, his wife is missing and, and passes away under suspicious circumstances, obviously. And yeah, he ends up being found with blonde hair, $15,000 that he supposedly accidentally took out, mm-hmm. different IDs, clothing. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't sound good. And and then you also have these interviews that he's had, one of them in which where um, the affair was asked about. And he said that he had informed his wife about the affair and that she was you know, upset, but otherwise OK with it. Yeah. But also in that same in that same interview, he meant he referred to his wife in the you know, past tense. So yeah, that this was, before she was discovered. Yeah. So that also brings up, you know, red flags. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. It, it, it definitely does. Now, could that also have been maybe perhaps how, how long has she been missing? At, at that time, I'm not really sure. I know. Man, I can't. I, I don't remember exactly how long, but I know that after Amber came out or after they they brought her out and she said that about the affair. He went against his lawyer's advice and did interviews, invited people into their home, into his home, into oh, wow. to interview her. But um, you know, when it comes down to it, like a lot of people um act differently when it comes to stress, you know, to different things. 
like me personally, I'm kind of emotionless when it comes down to stuff like that. You know, I'm not, but yeah. I'm not a killer. You know, and a lot of people are just different, right? Um, and just by the, you can't commit someone on their demeanor, also. You know, and that's what a lot of people, well, that's what they were saying about the jurors that just because of the, the demeanor, his character, I guess you can say that he was already convicted from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, his demeanor, his actions leading up to the fact, in fact, a lot of people will say that he got convicted because he had an affair, that that was the only thing that he was legitimately did wrong. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Do you think though, based on the evidence that they had against him, which was the conversation he had with his girlfriend, the, possibility that he made concrete anchors in his warehouse um the hair on the boat what else they got on him there was witnesses that saw him load something bigger in the boat wasn't there well the witnesses that he that the people that were on the dock that apparently saw him drive his boat didn't see anything big like a human size, like a, like a torso, right? Or, yeah. or the body of a, of a person. They saw uh, just him and a couple of things, nothing as big. But they didn't see the the these anchors that apparently the the prosecution was saying that he made. Um, and I believe that he they think he made six of them, and they only have one at the warehouse. So, hmm. so they're saying that. They don't know what happened to the other ones. And that's how they came up with the theory that that's what he used to tie down the body. Yeah. And I don't know. Because even in the trial, like they really couldn't tell you what day she passed away because the, I don't know what the guy, the, the, the expert, the, mm-hmm. the supposedly expert couldn't, wasn't like certified or he didn't have the, that expertise to say how long or how, when she died. At that time, oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was the um the baby. No, I know that, yeah, because I know they were measuring the bones to determine what day that the baby died, and they had basically said that the uh, baby died on the twenty fourth because of the measurement of the bones. That that's how long he would have been at that part of his um, life or his gestation. That part of the gestation that he would have been X amount long. I don't I don't know how you can you can figure that out. I mean, some, some babies are longer than others. Hey, I'm going to be honest, man. My internet went out. I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> uh, I saw you looking kind of funny. What what I said was, um, how can you use that to determine the length of the age of the baby? It, you know, the length of the bone when no, but the babies aren't the same. You know, my, well, my daughter is, is, uh, is eight months and um, is as tall as a, uh, probably about a, 15 or 16 month old. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think he was an expert at, you know, determining the time of death and the decompositions with uh, the, the bodies. But I don't think he was an expert to be asking about like water de- decomposition. Like he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't make no trials or nothing. He didn't, he wasn't qualified for that. And that's where the defense was, uh, you know, adamant about it, that he didn't have those certifications to make that determination hmm and so um so with that being said 
You think that Scott Peterson is found guilty today and today's standard of uh, beyond reasonable doubt? Because, you know, today there's there's more things. Are you are you frozen? Yeah, he's frozen. I could tell he was frozen. Maybe it's me. Yeah, no, it's him. There he is. Yeah, it, it's me, man. I, on my internet keeps. I guess it's windy outside, man. Whenever it's windy like this in this part of town, it's just like the internet just like, hey, you know what? <laughs> That's enough for you. That's enough for you, sir. Yeah, but, I was. I'll give you guys. I was like, are you frozen? <laughs> yes, I am. So to, in today's in today's day and age, right, where you know you have um, social media and stuff like that. Now, I guess also, you know, there there's a lot more surveillance cameras around. We probably have a better idea of what happened today versus twenty you know, 2002. Um, but based on the evidence that they have on him, you know, the hair, the, uh, you know, his behavior, the girlfriend and the statements, do you think that that's enough to find him guilty beyond reasonable doubt today? No, no. Um, that's circumstantial evidence at best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm with you on that one, dude. Um, there's, I think there needs I mean, to be more. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a lot of things going on with the jury itself, um, including yeah. the judge. Uh, but that's going to be on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't there also like um, the prosecutor was hooking up with one of the investigators? I don't know if that's this case or another case, but I thought that was one of the situations here. You know, what? I'm not really sure. I'll look into it. Yeah. Don't take my word on that one. Yeah. Where's the where's the bender? Where's the bender? Where's the bender? <laughs> it says Brian Koberger. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It works here. It works. This disclaimer, disclaimer is um everything is opinion. We don't speak facts. But yeah, I could have swore that there was something like that, like a like a relationship between the prosecutor and one of the, the police officers or something like that. And um and that didn't come to light. I, I just think that if this guy ends up getting, you know, his other trial. And especially based on what is expected today, like where's the surveillance cameras, where's, you know, the DNA, where, where are all this, you know, the signs of this or that. Um, I don't think he gets found guilty today. You know, yeah. I think that he gets a hung jury now. Yeah. Um, that, that the, you know, when, when the first, when I, when I came up, uh, you know, watching it, cause I didn't watch it like when it was happening, I watched it like maybe like a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, this is gonna end up. It's gonna end up, especially knowing about the jurors and all that stuff. I was like, oh, it's um, you know, it's gonna end up in uh, a hung jury. You know, that's what I thought. Yeah. Or any, uh, I, uh, I guess hung jury was a lot more. I expected more a hung jury than than a than a not guilty verdict. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we're gonna take some questions and and, and whatnot. We have um. We've started a few things that you guys said earlier in the in the podcast, but first and foremost, I want to thank Canadian True Crime Buffs, amazing person, always in here, always hooking it up with the uh, Drunk Turkey Show memberships. Make sure you have your memberships on, guys. That way you can take advantage of that. Uh, we will be doing a members only live this week, and uh, you don't want to miss that. It's a little bit more of a uh, what do you call it? A intimate setting, one-on-one type of thing where you guys ask us questions. We respond. I'm pretty sure Jaime's frozen again. And <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you guys can ask us questions. We just kind of talk about things. Sometimes we talk about the cases. Sometimes we don't. You know, there's been times where 
you know, we talked about certain things that we are familiar with that maybe perhaps, you know, the rest of the public can't in certain cases. You got to go back and check those out. Uh, but, you know, you can hit the join button if you're interested in being a member. Not Thank you, Canadian True Crime Buff, for your uh, your support. Yeah. Thank you. Lorraine B says, I was shocked to hear this case was being taken up by the LA, LA Innocence Project. Were you shocked when you first initially heard that that was the case? You're frozen. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear something in the background. I'll answer for him. I know that when I first heard that the uh, Innocence Project was taken over, I'm not going to say that I was shocked by it. I really wasn't familiar with uh, Scott Peterson and, and Lacey Peterson's case. Uh, you know, as I looked into it, uh, I, I'll be honest. I mean, my my um, my attention was sparked as far as maybe there's a little bit more to this. W were you were you shocked that they took it up? The Innocence Project, the L.A. Innocence Project. Um. Yeah, I was, especially considering that it's been so long since the, the case ended, you know? Yeah. Um, I know this is um, part of the, the Innocence Project, the main one, right? It's not part of it, you know, because they have a real good, they have a pretty good record, you know, the 43% of the cases they take, um, they overturned the... the is the, it that the, high? The, yeah, 43%. It's also 40, yeah, yeah, 43%. Dang, I just looked it up. I looked at a burner. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you asked me before my internet cut off again. So, but yeah, yeah. no, I was I was kind of shocked, but then you know, at the same time, it's like, yeah, there is things there that they can't bring up, and, and there's questions that need to be answered. Yeah, 100 percent Fishing in 40 degree weather on Christmas Eve in the same location her body was found later is pretty telling. That is a huge factor in this, you know. Like I said. There, there's the guy's actions scream guilty. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I want to see what the results are of that van. That's what I want to see. If, if the van comes back that it is um, not, you know, Lacey's or whatnot, then, okay, one thing. But, you know, where I'm at right now, as far as is he, is there is there a possibility another that this could be something different. I think that the only thing that could make me go that way is the results of that van. I want to see what, what's in that van. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the 40 degree weather Christmas Eve um, body found in the same area uh, situation? Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't hear you, but I can see you. <laughs> Am I good? Uh, yeah, you're good now. Uh, the 40 degree Larry, weather. Yeah. Oh, I'll answer it real quick before I go. Um, I don't see it impossible, but also, you know, the fact that the body was found there is pretty suspicious. But at the same time, you got people that witnessed witnesses that said that he wasn't carrying a lot. You know, that his boat wasn't meant to carry that much weight. Um, even if he tried to, you know, throw a body with with anchors, it would probably tip over. You know, especially yeah. in choppy water. Yeah, I was gonna say, how, how does how does that body get into that water? Unless, check this out. Um, what if what if this is what he did? He he commits the crime and he has the body somewhere else, right? He tells the police where he was at. They go check all that area, 
once they're done, he goes and puts the body there because he thinks they're not going to go back there. I mean, I mean, it's kind of stupid because it was the yeah. place he was at still. Yeah, that was still. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like Brian Kohlberger sitting in the a car that looked exactly like him. That <laughs> it's possible, dude. I mean, anything <laughs> is possible. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? I, I forgot that. Uh, didn't they think it was wire tied to the anchors and he used pliers to tighten them? Is yeah, that, is that um, accurate? Yeah, the, the prosecution was, had the theory that he used these anchors and he used the anchors tied them to the you know to the limbs in her neck. And what happened is that the waves and the currents, I guess the friction over time cut through the the limbs and in, in her neck, and that's why only the torso showed up or ended up beached. That's sad, man. Uh, yeah. But that was her theory. Know, they couldn't prove it, though. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you know what you said, you know, how how small the boat is, the fact that there's five anchors plus the mm-hmm. body uh, of a pregnant um, female. Uh, I mean, you're, you're looking at some significant weight dumping over the side. Uh, yeah, of five, a small five anchors, five or six anchors. I say six anchors at eight pounds. Wow, yeah, plus the is. body, plus him yeah. on the 14 little aluminum boat. I mean, yeah. it, will, it, will stay, it will stay afloat if it will stay afloat. Uh, that's that's not a problem, right? But like the fact that you know, throwing it overboard will probably pretty much, I think it would, it will tip over, especially yeah, in chopping it, water. Yeah, it sounds like it would be pretty. It would it would be something that would be easy to do, you know, flip yeah. over that boat, you know, unless yeah. he had other anchors in there that was offsetting the weight. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a ranger boat, right, a uh, fifteen um, foot ranger boat, and uh-huh. there was a little bass boat, and that thing was it wasn't sturdy at all, man. That thing would move around with all the any waves, so I could just imagine a, a aluminum boat. Dude, I know. Like, I have a, I have a skiff boat that's meant to be in the bay, and it still, it still moves around too much. It's not even, it's not an aluminum boat. It's one of those like nineteen foot uh, yeah. skiff. And yep. lurking around says, does anyone know if the torso was intact? I thought the baby would stay inside until decomp, so would have to come from her stomach. Just looking for the answer. I don't know where the baby came from. I know that the cervix was intact. I'm assuming that the body decomped through through that area and the baby slipped out through. You know, the plastic around the neck and the laceration to the ear. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm never really sure. So we have a question for you. It says, um, didn't he try to sell her car before the bodies were found? I believe so. I believe so. Um, I know. I know there was reports of it. I'm not sure if it was confirmed, but yeah, I did, I did hear about that. But I can't say that was for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piccolito's grandma says, "Pickle, pickle toes, grandma's Piccolitos. <laughs> Piccolitos. What were you saying? Pickle. I said Piccolitos." Uh, <laughs> That's my that's my dyslexia, guys. That's freaking all these letters are going backwards. Um, freaking Hyman screwed me up the other day because he showed me a 
freaking sign that had words backwards and it looked right to me. And it took me a while to see what it really looked like. I was like, you jerk. Uh, the bay has high and low tides as the flow from the Pacific Ocean flows in and out. It yeah. seems pretty. It seems like it's going to be rough, man. It's not something that's going to be like a, uh, you know, something that you take an aluminum boat out to. Yeah, no, I would even, you know, think about it. Just take take a bass boat out there. I mean, yeah. for me at least. Been, you know, I'm not seeing all these uh, professional fishermen that has those big old boats and they just those, they ride those those choppy waters like nothing, man. It's crazy. Oh yeah, dude. My father-in-law has one of these big. One of those like huge boats that you can go fishing in the bay. It's like thirty foot or whatever, twenty eight foot, something like that, and uh, it has like these freaking spider arms that come out and like <laughs> stick into the ground. And yeah, it's pretty talons. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's pretty cool, man. We we get out there and you know we'll stay stuck. We'll, uh, it seems like the the rest of the world is moving around us, but we're yeah. out there stuck, and it. it, it, it it work. It makes for some good fishing. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, they're. I think they're called power power poles. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I I have only one, but the, the one on my skiff boat just goes straight down. It doesn't like come out. And like, yeah, yeah, those <laughs> are the talent ones. Those those are nice, man. Those are Dude, expensive. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I wanted to get one, but I don't think it would have looked looked. I think it would have looked weird having these long ass spider legs on my littler boat. You know what I mean? Like, like a crab. Uh, let's see when they tip over the boat. Yeah, that was the, what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Defense came out and, and showed all the. Ah. They showed the the videos of them trying to do that, like you know, trying to you know mock it, like, you know how they did it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they they didn't they didn't want to allow it. Actually, they didn't want to allow that. Um, you know that evidence in of them trying to do the same thing with the body and anchors. Well, let me pull this up again. Let me look at these, these pictures real fast. And let's look at that boat again. Cause I think this was from that demonstration that you mentioned that you're talking about. And you can see it's like halfway in the water. Yeah. It's, it, Aluminum on the little boats, you could probably—I'm not even lie to you—you you could probably grab that front end and just lift it over your head. It's not that heavy. Oh man. yeah, it's yeah. A fourteen-footer, nah. I've been on one, man. Um, it's scary as hell. Yeah, I've been on plenty <laughs> of them, and that's not—it's not a fun ride. That's why mm -hmm. I try to. That's why I try to stick with like fiberglass. You know, fiberglass is a yeah. little bit sturdier. It keeps you. Um, you know, it gives me more balance and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that's going to be it for us today. I, I want to appreciate, or I want to appreciate, I want to thank everybody and appreciate everyone that's been yeah. here, all our mods, our members, the new members, our new subscribers. If, if you're still here watching this and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell. We're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to be looking at, at, um, at Scott Peterson's, uh interrogation he had an interview with police that was recorded it's mm -hmm. about two hours long we're going to go through it react through what he's saying and see if we can find some discrepancies in his story uh maybe it's changed over time we know what he's saying now was it the same thing he was saying then and you don't want to miss it so hit that like and subscribe button. also if you guys do me a favor uh share this with 
um, anybody you know that is interested in true crime, um, we want to grow the channel. We want to get back up there. Uh, we'd appreciate if you share with your true crime friends and family. Uh, let them know that you know Drunk Turkey Show is out there and that we do some pretty good work, in my opinion. But with all that said, guys, we're going to be bouncing out. Jaime, you got any final words? Oh, he's frozen. So <laughs> that's going to be all the final words for us. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.